Hi, I'm Tom Gerrard, and welcome to Bench Talk, the podcast where I interview artists and creatives and find out their creative process, how they got to where they are, their successes, their failures, and what makes them tick. Today I'll be talking with 2-1. 2-1's an artist originally from Japan who spent a lot of time living in Melbourne and is now living in Berlin. I chat to him about moving around the world, new beginnings, and his art career. I'm uh, sitting here on a rooftop in Smith Street, Collingwood in Melbourne with 2-1, having a beer. A nice, uh, it, you know, the summer's, summer's coming to an end. There's still <laughs> nice weather up here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, Hero, how are you going? Very good, thank you. Yeah? Yeah. What brings you back to Melbourne? Uh, what brings back? Yeah, some projects and uh, I needed to see some friends and families. Okay. Yeah. Nice one. It's good to have you. Good to have you back. Thank you. Good you to could... see you, Nee. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Do you uh, do you consider Melbourne home when you come back? Or yeah, definitely. Yeah. I still feel like I I live here. Some parts of me. All right. Well, um, I guess we'll uh, start at the beginning, because you're originally from Japan. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like you know, how long how long did you spend in Japan in your uh, in your early years, and and how was life growing up there? So I was living in Japan until uh, I finished high school, so until 18 years old, and um, it was pretty average, middle class, uh, Japanese house boy. Probably more described as a good boy. You found your uh, rebellious side once you um, discovered art. Yeah, maybe art and uh, like a. I guess, you know, everyone a little bit find out about a rebellious side when you're a teenager. And uh, skateboarding and uh, start seeing the graffiti was in Yokohama, like a big wall. And I think that's when it started liking painting outside and doing something outside of Olu. Nice. And what, uh, what made you decide to move to Melbourne? And, and why, did, you know, why did you choose Melbourne of all, <coughs> all the cities? Um, I, so, originally, I moved to Melbourne just to study English after finishing high school. In Japan, uh, the pressure of, like, choosing your path is quite high. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, uh, naturally go to university just as an extension of high school. And I didn't want to do that because of the idea of extension of doing the same things. I, I was bored of it, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, I looked at a lot of uh, TAFE to see another professions. But in Japan, if you go to TAFE, you're pretty much, like, set in that direction. And 18 years old, like, it, I couldn't choose one. And so, so yeah, I just decided to... I wanted to go overseas and... Uh, study English mm-hmm. but uh, yeah it meant to be only 10 months uh, extended to 10 years and yeah I chosen Melbourne it's because when uh, Japanese people decide to go study English some other country I guess America is a fast choice yeah and uh, maybe England yeah and Australia is maybe uh, the at least somehow I don't know why but that I kind of wanted to go somewhere that not many people want to go yeah and the same reason I chose Melbourne out of Australia because that was only one city that I, not, I never heard of okay yeah yeah I found that a lot of my travels as well yeah. like, not, not so much this day and age but I found you know like you know 15 years ago when I was traveling 
I'd say I was from Melbourne and they wouldn't know but people even in yeah. England people would say I've never heard of it yeah exactly yeah, was, everyone just knew about Sydney yeah and the, and the exactly. Great, Great Barrier Reef and Gold, Gold Coast yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so um, it would have yeah you I take it you wouldn't have had you know known much English before you arrived and, and all that but yeah. uh, like how how was it setting up in Melbourne like with no with, with the language barrier and just finding your feet like I think that was uh, uh, relatively easy for me because I was skating. Yeah. Uh, I came to Australia with my skateboard and suitcase, and my uh, fast, fast uh, host family saw me with skateboard. Um, they took me to a skate park next morning. Okay. By car. Yeah. And you know, like skateboarding is one of the activities, and so as the graffiti and painting as well. I think. Yeah. It's activity that you don't need the language. No. You still get included because you have got same interest. It doesn't like necessarily need to talk. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I couldn't speak that much, but uh, people included me. Go to skate parks and doing stuff, and uh, from there or going to drinking. Drinking is another one that uh, you don't necessarily need perfect speaking you still make a friends there you know yeah totally so yeah that's how I kind of get into circle people who paint or skates or do stuff that I like to do that was yeah much easier than some people who doesn't have those things I guess yeah and what about generating money did you uh, have a hard time finding finding work at first or yeah you get the you know um you get English down a bit better, and then found found a job all right, or yeah. When I, when I um so first ten months, my my parents kind of supported me, as uh, they said, you know, extension of it, uh, see it as a university fee. Yeah. And then after that, I had to find my way of living and all those things. And um, it's, again, it comes from uh, when I was drinking in this bar uh, in the city, Saint Jerome's. Yep. Um, know it well. Yeah, you know it well for sure. <laughs> I think everyone know it well. Yeah, yeah. It's not exist anymore. But uh, yeah, when I was drinking there every day, most pretty much every day. Yeah. Not heavily drinking, but like one Japanese guy drinking there, and uh, I start talking to the people who works there. And one day they were short for um, stuff, and then they said, "Hey, do you want to work yeah. tonight? We're short for stuff." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'd love to." And uh, that time I couldn't speak that much English neither. Yeah. Uh, some of the older the, the people um, asked me on the bar counter I couldn't really understand. Like uh, especially the short and Aussie word like uh, Aussie uh, no OJ and uh, gin and tea gin tea. Yeah, G and tea. Yeah. Yeah. I said that's some sort of tea. Yeah. Said, I don't have that tea. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, so that's how I got the, like so I was working in a bar for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, nice one. And, um, you know, now, now obviously you don't work in bars anymore. You make a living off your art. Um, you know, how did all that come about? Like, I know you were into art when... I remember meeting you when you first arrived in Australia and you were studying art. But, uh, you know, did, like, how did all the, your, your art career come about instead of just being a hobby? I think that's actually... That started from St. Jerome's as well. Yeah. Like, uh... Another guy, Monkey, he was working there and also doing like a painting and graphics for them. Uh, suggested us to do a show together. Yeah. 
that was probably when I was 20 or 21 or something and um, yeah we did the show like uh, that's what I wanted to do I loved the painting and drawing and stuff so we did that and some of the piece sold and it's like oh man this is what I wanted to do you know like uh, making artwork and selling it so yeah and that's why I stayed in uh, Australia and I guess from there one thing leads to another people see my work and get included to the things to like a I don't know like a painting jam so yeah solo exhibition or group exhibitions and that's how kind of naturally happened and I think the time I came in Melbourne was a good time everyone was kind of studying yeah I had that feeling and I, I naturally tapped into it somehow so it was quite naturally developing the things they are organizing so then the things I get to involve what's getting bigger and bigger in a way yeah 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 because I've really uh I've, yeah you've always had really good style really good color selections man and uh yeah but I've noticed in the last few years you've just you've really been uh stepping it up like you've you've progressed at a really fast rate I'd say over the last I, I, I've, I've known your art for what 10 years 10 years yeah, yeah. Or 12 years I yeah. guess and um you know <coughs> you, you, yeah you've always been good you know, you've always had your own style and um you know I always thought that your, your color selection is has been amazing and subject matter and, and technique but I've just noticed lately you have really in the last say two or three years you've really stepped it up Hmm. And um, I was wondering, you know, if, like, how how have you managed that? Like, like, have you, you know, have Three you, years. have you, has anything changed with your art to make you make you progress so fastly? I guess I moved to uh, from Melbourne to Berlin two years ago, mm-hmm. and I guess that's something to do with it. I don't know. I guess like uh, to start with, like a lot of uh, things I was doing before. Let's say three years ago, I would say it was more illustrative. So I draw fast and then trying to make it to painting. Yeah. And um, maybe from three years ago, I realized you know the pencil is one tool that I, it's good at making lines to yeah. start with. But uh, I started to just start painting without any sketches, just yeah. with brush or, or or spray paint or different material. And I think that's uh, changed my mark-making philosophy, if yeah, you, yeah. you could call it. Yeah. You know, from like a thin line to make an outline fast and then fill them in or whatever. Yeah. To you can actually make some kind of mark and that could be it. Which yeah. is, I think it's kind of similar to Eastern art, like uh, ink drawings and stuff. One hit and that's it. Yeah. In, yeah, because I've definitely noticed just through painting with you that you're uh, you're just so loose with it all, and it's yeah. you know, scribble here and a, and a drip there doesn't matter, and yeah. you know it's like I, I remember painting with you and, and maybe being a bit uptight and trying to keep everything a bit perfect, and I'd stuff something up and be a bit like, oh shit. <laughs> you're like, nah, man, it's cool. It's that's that's how this painting's meant to be now. And it's like, oh, all right, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, you know. So um, yeah, I guess uh, you're um, you know when you're loose and you just let it flow, it um, you know it, well, I guess it 
you can you can see it in the art. And uh, I guess if you're going to do like a nice flowy line, if if you're relaxed and you do a nice flowy line, it, it looks right. Whereas if you're used to doing a really rigid and and you try and do a flowy line, it, it, it you know it doesn't look so yeah. so flowy. It looks forced. Whereas your art doesn't look forced. It looks really uh really nice. And I love the um you know the subject matter you've been doing lately. How you've sort of you can you can see you've been thinking away from art and I mean graffiti and street art and illustration and you've been thinking a bit more um, towards galleries. Is that right, or am I just uh, guessing on that one? I, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I guess like uh, I think from the beginning I wanted to make something that no other people are making. Yeah. But to get there, it does take a while because of uh, your skills or like your. Uh, conceptual lens because yeah. I think that's the same as uh, any skills like the same as painting the more you think about it you more likely get better sometimes when you think about it too much you get caught on something but I think another thing about the looseness is uh, maybe last three years I'm aware of uh, body movement yeah rather than uh, trying to make a character or something I see it and I try to copy that rather than that when I'm especially painting a, a, a bigger wall or bigger canvases or maybe even smaller ones too but more aware of how you move to create those things and I think that made me more confident to keep things loose and also but it looks light that yeah. way as you said yeah yeah so how how would you how would you uh, describe your art? Like if someone said, "Oh, like oh, I don't," they just met you on the, you know in a in a bar or something, and you say, "Oh, I'm Man, an artist." Man, it's a so hard one, eh? Yeah, and you say, "Oh, so what 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 sort of art do you do?" You know, because I I, I I hate that question. I, yeah, I know, I know. I, I, I like if you don't want to answer it, that's fine because it's a um it's a not a very nice thing as a friend to uh to make you, to make <laughs> you answer. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, to be honest, like when when someone asks and when I meet them first time and yeah I do art and yeah, they definitely ask what kind of art you make and I I, I just say like you know I make painting, sculpture and uh, paint mules and walls and stuff as well yeah but yeah I don't know how yeah. I describe that <laughs> oh it's a prick of a question but it's the first one that gets asked all the time by yes people, it is you know, so what sort of art do you do it's like, oh, don't you know Come on, can't we just talk about the weather or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, have you ever uh, had any, you know, moments of sort of moments of uncertainty where you felt like chucking it all in and sort of just going, oh, I, I, I just want to. It'd be easier if I just work work in a bar. I can get money like that, and I don't have to worry about the stresses and pressure that comes with being an artist. Have you ever ever had those moments, or have you been? I think lucky I don't understand what you're saying, like about and... about the pressure, mm. because there is like up and down. It's not like you always has got consistent yeah. things come in. Yeah. But um, to be honest, like when when I felt like that back in like you know five or six years ago, I just uh, got another bar job. Yeah. <laughs> and then just did it rather than trying to 
live poor and can't do stuff. Yeah. I think uh, rather trying to do that because there's not much gain from that because you're so pressured. When yeah. you're pressured, I don't feel like I, I'm making good work neither. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe some pressure is good, but that financial pressure is fuck how I'm going to pay this rent next month or something. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather, yeah, I actually just got the another bar job when I needed to and yeah. then I do that. But I never stop, but that's not the reason to stop making uh, art all the time. Yeah. You can still manage that. Yeah. And I guess where I lived and the how I lived was quite cheap living, so yeah. it was manageable that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. That's fine. Yeah, I've had... I just... You know, I tried to live off, off my artwork in Spain. Yeah. And, oh, man. I I did well when I had my savings. It was yeah. all right, you know. It was fine, because if something didn't come through, I'd be like, oh, no, it's fine. But I tell you what, in the end, I ended up going and getting a job, and I and I, I got my hours cut short so I could work on my artwork. But, yeah. But just knowing that every month rent was going to get paid and food was going to be on the table and everything, yeah. it's just I could just paint, do do my artwork instead of having to worry about you know painting something that will only, you know, I was hoping would sell yeah. easier. Or you know, I think I feel like you know if you want to make it a, as artist or like how that's how you want to live mm. then even if you have got a full time job not that I actually have had that long time yeah but you have to keep creating stuff and then you get somewhere but if you can't do that then maybe you have to suffer something yeah but for because of my age that time and since I this like maybe from uh Eight, six years, seven years ago, mm-hmm. walked in a bar, and after that, I haven't been. I didn't have that sled. When I moved to Berlin, there was a little bit change. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, there's a new city, no one knows about me, and I can't speak the language again, the German. Yeah. It's pretty hard. <laughs> and and um, it's still, I'm not fluent in German, but. Uh, that changes the situation again but uh, at the same time um, I had some work from Australia so back and forth and yeah it's still manageable yeah, yeah. so so um, yeah uh, so why, why did you uh, move to Berlin? I guess I'm originally from Japan from small island in uh, I moved to Australia which is a big island yeah it's bigger and they're much more freer in a lot of ways. So I got a lot of inspirations and uh, I feel like uh, I couldn't been doing what I'm doing if I didn't move to Australia. But still, it's an island. Yeah. It's so far from everywhere. So you felt that Berlin was a bit more the uh, centre of a lot more happening? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I just wanted to see a new world, like different parts of the cities. And uh, even for, yeah, I guess even for um, doing uh, art and the paintings and all those things, Yeah. I felt like, you know, it's better if we go out, then it should be more opportunity, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I moved to Berlin. Yeah. Is there a, is there a reason you chose Berlin over other cities? There's, you know, well, there's a lot of cities in Europe, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like. Well, to be honest, uh, um, it was one of the cheapest uh, country in Europe, I guess. Yeah. And um, I, w- 
didn't mind if we travel fast and then trying to find somewhere to stay. Yeah. But my partner, uh, yeah, Kelly wanted to have a uh, center fast and yeah. then we travel and we yeah. said, okay, that sounds good too. Yeah. So you're all settled in now? Yeah. Much, much better now. Yeah. We've got a house, studio and business and everything. Yeah. And uh, also cats uh, is uh, sent from Australia to yeah. Berlin, so it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> it's much better. That's oh, good. It's good to hear. Um, so, uh, yeah, so like now that you're in Berlin and you're all set up with all your stuff, like what's your average day look like over there? Uh, I wake up 7 or 8 mm-hmm. and do go for lunch or do some exercises and then be do some emails and stuff in the morning. Yeah. Before I go to the studio and yeah. light past the Tempelhof uh, airport. Well, it's a park, but yeah. it's a airport. Uh, uh, it's a park now. It used to be an airport. Um, I light past my um, from my house to my studio on bike and then uh, start walking in there on whatever I want to walk on. Yeah. <laughs> and then probably go back to home eight or nine or something. Yeah. So, um, you have been traveling a, a fair bit with your art. I've noticed you've been all over the place lately. Like, um, you know, like, how did that all come about? How, how is all the, uh, you know, the, I, I take it like lots of jobs are different, but like, how did it all spawn all the different, uh, opportunities to go traveling for your art? Yeah, it's, it's all different things, especially, uh, when I living in Berlin and, uh, obviously I was living in Australia for 10 years, so I still get some contact uh, by emails or friend of friend or um, word of mouth. Some project coming, like uh, some mural festival or private commissions or gallery things. Yeah. And sometimes a lot of uh, mural festival now, a lot of them, they pay for travels and accommodations and artists fee. Sometimes no artist free then I trying to bunch up with other opportunity like a private commission or some other things so that I can travel but also not to lose money yeah because otherwise you can't live no no (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and yeah so some yeah some things a lot of things comes pretty out of brew yeah yeah but definitely having you have to have uh, like online uh, ex- exposure, yeah, or presence, yeah. So that so when they find me, they can contact me or something. Yeah. So where, where like what countries is the art taking you to? So I've been to since I moved to Berlin. I've been to London, uh, Paris, Milano, uh, Java Island in Tunisia. Um, Istanbul, Miami, Barcelona, um, Czech Republic, and did I miss anyway? Malaysia. Yep. New Zealand. Ah, yeah, New Zealand. (laughs) Yeah, in Australia, all the time, back and forth. Yeah. In Japan, I guess. Yeah. Back and forth. Yeah. Has there been um, has there been a uh, like 
career-defining moment for you in your art career? Like, has there been one, like one painting sold or one exhibition or, or one big wall you painted that's really changed the game for you? Mm, I, it's really hard to tell. I really feel like the first one sold. I don't know, but that's the one I really remember. Like the first things I sold in a, like a Saint Jerome's yeah. with the monkeys show. That really realized me. Man, I should be doing this. Like uh, I, I, someone can uh, like like my drawing or painting or my work enough yeah. to buy it. And if that's pay for me, then mm. I can live with that. You know? Yeah. But apart from that, everything's kind of up and down. Uh, things seems to be, especially the the, the perception of uh, internet world. Yeah. It's not really accurate to what it is. Oh, no, it's a highlight reel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and and even the highlight without talking about that kind of detail. So I don't really feel like there was like, boom, this has changed. Uh, but uh, maybe f- since uh, I painted the big wall in Berlin, I yeah. get to, I get a more offer to paint the bigger things. Yeah. Yeah, because that's massive, that wall, isn't it? Yeah. I saw, like, I saw the wall, it was like, oh, that looks cool. And then I didn't even realise that you were standing in the photo. It's <laughs> a little dot down the bottom. Yeah. yeah. So if you call that as a different shift, maybe that was a different thing. But it's not like I actually changed my career or anything, I don't think. Yeah. 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 And um, do you have any future plans? Anything like, uh, anything on the, on the go that... Um, you know, it's 2016, it's just begun, and well, not just begun, we're a bit into it now. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, any, anything on, on the go that you've, uh, big plans you've got? got in, in, yeah, I have, I have got a show in uh, Berlin at the Urban Prix, and then uh, in, in June, and then Bakut Skali in September, late September, Yeah. and uh, a few more walls in different places I can't remember where now yeah but apart from that my future plan I don't it's not like a plan it's more like a to-do list for yeah. me I would like to do like a big uh, public sculpture somewhere oh yeah and um, I want to travel more countries yeah I've got that on my bucket list as well yeah the, yeah, the pu- yeah public sculpture I'd love to do one yeah in a good big city somewhere yeah in, like good not just shoved in the paddock somewhere, but I I don't mind that you know. neither. I think that would be nice too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is there um, yeah, anything else you'd like to uh, talk about? Anything we haven't covered? Mm. Anything that's passionate to you and you want to, uh, you know, scream it over the internet? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't really think of much though. No, no. Any um, any shout outs? Shout outs. Yeah, you got to yeah, shout out your uh, <laughs> your, wa- your wife and, yeah. and the cats. <laughs> I think if, yeah, I should shout out to my cat, wife Kelly and uh, my cat yeah. Zuka. Yeah. And all other my friends, because if I start that, I don't know where to put line. Yeah. And you're gonna always forget forget people, and they're gonna be they're like, man, you know, yeah. he's, you said him, but you didn't say me. Like, what yeah, that's yeah. a bit too hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no worries. Yeah. Well, all right, mate. It's been uh, it's been great chatting to you, and it's uh, been really nice sitting up on this uh, rooftop having a beer as yeah, the sun's nice gone right. down, because uh, I know the uh, winter's about to kick in, and 
yeah, we're going to know all about it. Oh, you won't. You're, you're going back to Berlin where yeah, it's sun, spring, summer's uh, on the way, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so um, thank you. And, um, yeah, it's been, been great to catch up. It is. Thank okay. you very much. Tom. No worries, man. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. For more information on 2-1, go to his Instagram, T-W-O-O-N-E, with underscores between each letter. Also, check out the Bench Talk website, benchtalkpodcast.com. There you can listen to past episodes and keep up to date with what's up and coming on the, the podcast. You can also listen on SoundCloud, just search for Bench Talk. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, bench underscore talk. Thanks, and I look forward to you tuning in again next week. See ya.